and uh, um, Mark, I'll, I'll go to you first just with the Cowboys and the Colts. Uh, or, uh, just tell me, tell me your quick thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kelly, surprisingly, if you look at the final score, this was actually a very competitive game through three quarters. I mean, the Colts were only two points behind. They were pushing the Cowboys close. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I think the expression open the floodgates came, comes from about the 15th century. I mean, if we want a more recent pop culture reference, Maximus Decimus Meridius, at my signal, unleash hell. And the Cowboys mm. load for five touchdowns in the 33-point fourth quarter. I mean, there are NBA teams who would be happy with a 33-point quarter. Let's be clear. And, uh, you know, ends up being an absolute trouncing 54 points. Um, it does remind me, um, you know, with you being on the show, Kelly, like the Denver Broncos discussion has at least reduced 50%, which is a bit like their <laughs> offensive output as well. Oh, um, Denver's scored 45 points since Halloween. Denver, uh, Dallas managed it 54 in a night. So That's a sick with, burn. Right with that, and not because Colin's going to shoot me, but I'm exiting stage left for the rest of the show, and I will leave you gents to it. But I'm, I'm glad to support Fred and the Cowboys teams to get that in and just a few parting shots before I love you and leave you tonight, gents. Nice one, Mark. Thanks for that, and enjoy the rest of your evening. All right, we will keep rapid firing in your absence. So uh, I'm going to go to column for this one. The uh, the Seahawks winning late against the Rams, 27-23. What's your take on that? Yeah, this was a, a kind of a, a, an interesting game because the Rams are so, so depleted. I mean, without Stafford, without Aaron Donald, without Cooper Cup, kind of three of their, their major players. Um, and the, the Seahawks have been pretty impressive this year, but had been on a bit of a, a slide. These are two teams who um, don't like each other, maybe at the best of times, but <laughs> with Bobby Wagner uh, having um, left Seattle, um, he was very fired up. Jalen Ramsey was very fired up. Um, but we saw Pete Carroll, um, who uh, I have had uh, interesting thoughts on, but uh, put my hand up early, already this year and, and apologize. And in fairness to Pete, he got the team together because he saw that the Rams were looking to get fired up on, on their sideline. And he got the team together and kind of got, got them uh, going as well. And ultimately, the, the Seahawks find a way to win. For the Rams, the end of the season can't come soon enough. Um, with them falling to three and nine, it is the uh, worst record of any defending Super Bowl champion um, in the the Super Bowl era. So, um, yeah, they just cannot wait to get this one uh, over and done with. Um, and what would be interesting though is while they they can't wait to get on done, will we see Sean McVay uh, back next year? Will we see Aaron Donald? Uh, back next year those will be the big questions for the off season yeah big questions indeed uh okay uh brian what about uh the lions and their uh their game again at home uh this this past weekend 40 14 yeah very impressive i mean the one thing we've just spoke about even on our show today is how how efficient this offense has been this year they've been a really bright spot and they've lost some difficult games because of how poor their defense has been they've had so many high scoring games but we saw a real dominant performance from the defence yesterday. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was put out a game, which looked like a potentially ending, a game, game ending uh, injury, potentially a season ending injury, only to come back in in the, in the third quarter. But like you look at the stats from this game, eight possessions, nine possessions in total for the Lions. They scored on eight possessions in a row. And the ninth possession was them essentially taking a knee to close out the game. Um, it's only the uh, second time it's been done in, in, 
in NFL history. In, sorry, it's only the second time we've done it in four years. Apologies. So the numbers are off the charts. Uh, Goff, the quarterback, who's had a lot of criticism, even on this show, people have a mixed opinion on him. He did take the Rams to the Super Bowl. 31 of 42, 342 yards yesterday, three touchdowns. We were speaking the other day on the show around where the Lions sit in terms of draft picks next year. They do have a, a pick in the top 10 because they have another team's pick. So essentially, they will be in a position to take a quarterback. But right now, you'd wonder if they, if, if unless there's someone that they really, really love, should they be looking at a quarterback? Because mm. the numbers in which they put up this season are off the charts. And a game in which we felt would be, we did say it'd be a high scoring game. We felt it'd be quite close. Bearing in mind how well the Jags played last week in beating the Ravens, they blew them out of the. You know, they put them out of the water. The game was over by half time, and they have a really good game this weekend against the Vikings. And for the Jags, it kind of sums up the season. You have a number of bright spots. The inconsistency is there. We've seen Trevor Lawrence's development um, throughout the course of the season in terms of his improvement, but they just can't seem to put a consistent run together. And we, I picked the Lions, the guys picked the Jags, but I can understand why they did because it was one of those games you thought the Jags were turning a corner, and then again they're back to back to square one very impressive offensive performance and defensive performance it's Dan Campbell the head coach's best defensive display from his team since he went in there in his second year as head coach well wow. yeah uh let's go quickly over then column to you let's talk about the Packers uh taking on the Bears 28-19 what's your take on that one yeah debt taxes and Aaron Rodgers beating <laughs> the the Bears some things are just predestined and that that's how, how it happens I did I didn't think we would see uh, Justin Fields play we did and and my goodness he had a, a couple of moments um we talked uh, probably um six, may, a month certain maybe six weeks ago about the best case scenario I felt for the Bears um, for the rest of the season was Justin Fields showed he was the guy, uh, the, the franchise guy, uh, but that the Bears essentially lost high-scoring games. And that is what has kind of happened. Uh, they know he is the guy, but they need to put talent around him. They have, have to find guys on both sides of the ball. Um, but they look to have, you know, a, a proper head coach in, in place. Uh, it'll be up to the GM to show in the offseason that he can build a roster. Um, but there is an awful lot to, to be excited about. And as uh, for, for the Packers, yeah, they get their, their customary win. The biggest thing for them is that they are now the winningest franchise in NFL history. They have the, the most wins uh, of any franchise um, in the, the league and they that is a record they took from the Bears a divisional rival so um, and Aaron Rodgers also uh, yesterday became the uh, Packers QB with the most wins against the Bears so he uh, continues to accumulate uh, numerous stats and maybe that is something he will reflect on whatever he gets up to in the next offseason <laughs> And uh, indeed, winningest is one of my least favorite words, but I've come across it through American sports. As a writer and a linguist, it just drives me mental to hear it. But thank you for trying to irk me at this hour of the evening, Colin. That was very nice of you. All right, uh, Brian, let's let's talk about, uh, in the spirit of irking Colin back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to talk about the Broncos. Tell us tell us your thoughts on, on is, that is game. There, is, there, is there anything to, to be said about the Broncos at this stage? But uh, no, 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 we will come again. Um, <laughs> 
Lamar Jackson, the quarterback of the Ravens, went off injured in this game, and that's significant news because um, the Harbour, the head coach, has come out this evening at the, the daily press conference on Monday and said that likely it's, it's unlikely he will play next weekend against the Steelers, a team that won again at the weekend against the Falcons. Um, look, for the Broncos, I did say on the show the other day, you know, we didn't give the Broncos any chance in this game. I did say if we saw a similar type of game in which we saw recently where the Panthers went in against... Uh, against the Ravens, they lost 13-3, but that game was uh, decided by a very, very late score. But the Ravens, and essentially the game played out in, in so many similarities. This Ravens offense can't get going, even with Lamar there. It's, it's just, it's it's up and down. We saw some trick plays in the red zone when they looked like they were driving, and the, the, which which led to an interception. It was kind of a stupid call. And right now, I, I can't understand where they're going to go with this, because even if Lamar Jackson comes back, it just doesn't seem to be getting going. At the start of the season, they were so prolific. Lamar Jackson's in a contract year, but and I'm sure he will get the contract. But you'd have to wonder whether they're in a position to make a real strong playoff run for the Broncos. Genuinely, don't know what to say anymore. Um, the the, the offense is just uh, maybe Colin wants to put a point. And I, I I'm sure words on this. There's a there's a, a a video guy that puts a, a thing out every week. Uh, Colin, I'm not sure if he's still doing it. In which he he talks and refers to Russell Wilson and his twelve bathrooms, and he says at some stage he would get to the 13 touchdown in which he's throwing the season and he'd no longer have to do the video. But the way things are going, he might be doing a video for, for every week this season. They had an opportunity late on to try to put themselves in a position to win. And I was struggling with some of the play calling even on that drive. Um, Russell Wilson had an opportunity to... He was aware he needed five or six additional yards to put Brandon McManus in a position to kick a game win a field goal. And he went off the field to stop the clock. And I understand the reason behind that, but I didn't feel there was an aggressive manner within that particular play to try to get the yards needed. And that kind of sums up the season. There have been a few near misses in terms of winning game, but overall the head coach at this stage, I think his days are numbered, unfortunately. And well, unfortunately for him, not, maybe not unfortunately for Broncos fans, I think he's been given an opportunity, hasn't, hasn't worked out. Another difficult loss, another close game, but again, coming out the wrong side of it. Fair enough. All right, there's only one game left, uh, and maybe, Colm, you could just pick this one up uh, just to close us out. It was the... Uh, it was Deshaun Watson returned from suspension, and uh, the Browns win, twenty-seven fourteen. Any any thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, um, Adam Schefter talked about uh, Deshaun having gone through a process and learning, but um, there was no explanation about what what the process entailed, mm. what the process looked like. We we're still yet to really hear an apology. Um, ultimately, um, yeah, look, the the Texans are are a mess. And um, they, despite it getting off to a good start, and obviously they were hyped up, and you heard the crowd, and um, you saw the the wife of the the owner of the Texans actually turn her back on Watson. But ultimately, um, mistakes cost them, um, and they they ultimately uh, go on to to lose it. I think for them, they cannot wait to get to the end of the the season either. Um, I just wanted to share one quick uh, stat just on on the. Problem. Oh, yes. just because it is so so incredible mike mike sando who writes for the athletic and in fairness was calling out the russell wilson decline far earlier than most but just he from his piece today before sunday nfl teams were oh and 206 since 1995 when committing two turnovers forcing none and failing to exceed 10 points the ravens made it one and 206 by beating the Broncos. Mm. So there, there you go. One and two hundred and six. Uh, that's where the Broncos are at. 
uh, something to be celebrated. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, well, there we are. Uh, will we do a quick look ahead on at Monday Night Football, which is happening in some hours from now? But uh, uh, we can maybe take a quick, quick one on this and your picks. Uh, so it's it's the Saints versus the Bucks, uh, and uh, maybe uh, Brian, do you want to take this one first? Yeah, this is a quite an unusual game in terms of. Where do you, what your expectations are because the Saints, whilst they've had their troubles over the last couple of years, always seem to find a way to beat this uh, beat this Bucks team. Last year, the Saints had a difficult season. They beat them early on in the season, which was probably the first game in which we saw Brady start to look very different in terms of the expectation and the level of play we've seen over the course of the, the last number of years since he went to Tampa. Uh, Colin Co- rightly called it out back then. You know, something didn't look right with Brady and. You know, as obviously as t- time has progressed, he's not the quarterback in which he was. The Saints beat them on that night, and then they played again in Tampa later on in the season when, at that stage, the Saints season was over, and they went in. They beat them nine nine nil. Uh, they played each other in week two, and the game was nil all until the fourth quarter. And that time around, the Bucks did find a way to win. The Bucks have been inconsistent. They 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 had a difficult start to the season. There was a lot of you know talk around the fact that Brady came out of retirement after only retiring for forty days. Then there was obviously his personal situation and whether he'd be really committed to playing the season. But at the start of the season, their defence was playing really strong, which helped them get the wins that they needed, but that kind of fell away and they started losing some games. They got, they seemed to, we, we felt they were starting to move in the right direction. They had two big wins in a row. Obviously, they won the game merely before going on the bye week. And then last week, they went into Cleveland and it's just, the game was there to be won and they didn't find a way to, to uh, get over the line. And it's kind of consistent what we've seen this season, some bright spots, inconsistency. The Saints team right now are kind of a precarious situation. We don't really know where they're going from in terms of the quarterback. They started the same season with Jameis Winston there, and then they moved on to Andy Dalton. They've had some bright spots as well, some good wins. They beat the Raiders. Um, you know, they're really strong performance against the Raiders. Got a really good to beat the Rams, but they have got a lot of injuries going into this game. And bearing in mind the results have gone again the way of, of the Bucks this, this weekend in terms of being in the position to win the division. They really have to win this game. And, Despite the form over the last couple of years, I'm going to side with the Bucks to win this game. I think Brady will have a rebound game coming off last week. They are at home. They seem to get players back. I think Fournette's going to play tonight, which is their running back. He missed last week's game, which was crucial for them. I think he steadies the ship in terms of their run game. And I think they'll find a way to get past the Saints game. I don't think it'll be pretty. I think they'll just have enough to win on the night. All right, so Brian calls the Bucks. What about you, Colin? Um, yeah, ju- just very quickly before that, just to say, Mark was going to cover the Steelers Falcons, um, but obviously oh, had to, to disappear. And um, no kudos, he had to disappear. So kudos to um, Magical Mike Tomlin, whose team finds a way. And, and for the Falcons, it'll be interesting to see if they now uh, turn the the keys over. Uh, to Desmond Ritter to see what they have in in him. Uh, I think Brian has kind of covered a lot of the the aspects of tonight's game. Um, I think these are are two franchises who are going to see extraordinary turnover uh, in the the off season. Both will be looking for a franchise QB um, and uh, will will need pieces to to supplement that. Um, you know, when Brady goes, that will create a, a huge void. So how, how do the Bucks go about filling that? Um, I, I think Brady will want uh, one last trip uh, to the playoff dance and generally what Tom Brady wants, Tom Brady gets. So I'm going to back the, the Bucks to get the win tonight. All right, so I'm going to be difficult and say I'll back the Saints uh, just because. Uh, not that I necessarily have a vote, but that's my vote. Uh, Brian, did you have something very quick you wanted to throw in there? 
Well, yeah, it was more on a Steelers game and not necessarily related to the game, but I don't know if anybody saw the footage of uh, Mike Tomlin today in which he was making his way onto the field before the game and one of the Steelers fans kind of gave him the thumbs up and said, come on, Mike, and he, and he, to which he responded, I'm effing working. <laughs> Leave me alone. But that kind of sums up the head coach in which he is. He's a fantastic head coach and, and for a team that's been lacking in talent in some positions, they're still finding ways to win games, which kind of contributes to the great head coach but must, it's a it's a great it was a great clip i'm effing working you know let's try that let's try that around the office yeah 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 really want to get away I'm working. yeah exactly <laughs> um, mark, mark has also gone with the books i believe in this game okay very good yeah. all right um uh do, and so we're, we're we're pretty much there did you uh want to throw up a few last comments there brian before we go yeah, just referring back to the Lions in particular, um, we, we were discussing Goff and uh, we discussed the time again whether he's going to be the quarterback in, in the uh, the future for him, bearing in mind how well he's playing with kind of a view to them potentially taking the quarterback in the next draft. Um, his price tag at the moment, he's on a 20 million contract. So bearing in mind the salary cap in the NFL, that's quite restrictive in terms of trying to mm. build around the team. So um, I can understand why, Lions, and, and Owen is a Lions fan, I can understand why the Owens, where the Lions fans would think maybe the right thing is to address the quarterback in the draft to, I suppose, reduce your cap and give yourself uh, more opportunities to bring players in in other positions where they need players. Mm. Uh, a few other ones around the Lions in particular. Um, uh, Declan makes a similar point. Um, he's been, you know, we've all criticised Goff, but right now he is playing fantastic and he can only be impressed with what he's doing in particular yesterday's game. Um, no, it seems to be a lot of Lions comments, a few uh, Cowboys comments thrown in, which is... Um, we have a strong Cowboys fan base here, so that's a uh, very su- good surprise. Um, try finding one or two more. Yeah, if there's anything else that's that's of interest. Uh, well, Declan calls out because again, just making a bit of a joy with me over the over the Eagles and and, and the Jalen horse <laughs> train, which Colin has been on as I said for a few years. It hasn't derailed yet, but no, that's about it. Again, a lot of comments okay. in, a lot of very stiff engagements. Great to see everybody engagement with another in, in the background throughout the course of yeah. the time. We thank everybody for their support and obviously putting the comments in. Yeah, thanks a million. And thanks for letting me jump on the Irish NFL show train, guys. It's been a pleasure. This was a, for a maiden voyage for me with you. And I'm looking forward to being on the train all the way to the Super Bowl uh, with you as well. So thanks to everyone for watching. Thanks, Colm. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Mark, who's already slipped away into the night uh, look on, a, on the night train. Um, and uh, we'll see you all next time on the next Irish NFL show.